Welcome to the Colonel Cast, the official podcast of the Curry College Athletics Department, a proud partner of your Curry College Colonels. We have the champion of the best of Curry bracket. Yeah! Which, let's go, we will reveal later on in the episode. I am Paul Blow, here with Brandon Clay. What's up? And Chris McKeon. What up? And we have a lot to get to before that big reveal. So let's kick things off with one of our favorites. It's Guess the Sport. It's time to guess some of Curry's best. This is Guess the Sport. Okay, Clay, you ready to get things going here? Of course. I've got a good batting average so far. Let's see if I can continue that streak. Yes, sir. Coming in at 591. Let's see if you can improve on that today. Your first athlete from the class of 1959. Oh, my. It's Jack Silver. I know Jack Vowell. He's a baseball guy. Baseball coach. Very well-renowned baseball coach. Jack Silver. It's a pretty cool name, Mr. Silver, but I'm going to have to go against my gut feeling of baseball and vote Jack Silver a men's soccer player we haven't had one in a while i'm gonna say men's soccer final answer that is incorrect you kidding me dude no we're gonna we're gonna come back to that one a little bit later on but for right now we're gonna move on to athlete number two clay from the class of 1982 sally brophy sally brophy sally from the class of 84 you said 82 all right a couple years off i'm gonna have to go with I want to be right here. My gut is saying lacrosse, but my heart is saying softball. So I'm going to go with women's lacrosse. That is wrong. Incorrect. Are you kidding me? Did I, was one of them right? Do you want to give another guess? Yeah, I'm going to not say either of those. I'm going to say women's basketball. Sally Brophy. Women's basketball is correct. <laughs> what the heck? All right, one for two on Sally Brophy. And we like to do this to you, so give another guess here. Oh, my gosh. Two-sport athlete, maybe three for all we know. Three-sport athlete. Of course he is. Plus, <laughs> like, 1982. So, for my third and final guess, for Sally Brophy, the three-sport athlete at Curry from 1982, my gut is going to go with softball. Final answer. If she didn't play lax, she played softball. She did play softball. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's not what you were about to say. It took me a while, but, but we got it right. You, so you got women's basketball, you got softball, and we have one more athlete for you here. We'll circle back around at the end and tell you what Sally Brophy's third sport yeah. was. But first, we need to give you your final student athlete for today. All right. From the class of 2009, Christina Sansonito. Who is that? <laughs> if you're listening, Christina, I apologize. I've never heard of your name. Sorry, anytime. sorry. Let me let me pronounce it differently. Christina Cincinnati. <laughs> Dude, I love Christina. Yeah, shout out Give Christina. Oh my goodness, me and Christina met a couple years ago because her and her sister Maria work at every Colonel basketball game uh, for the past whoever was been a couple years, right? Yeah, long unless time. they're long attending time. Red Sox games. Yeah. Yeah. Point, yeah. Oh, I miss you guys. We. All three of us worked with them for, for quite a while now. And I should let you guys. My vote is going to be women's soccer, though. Final answer. <laughs> Are you for real? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> she, wasn't she a two-sport athlete? She was. All right. So softball and basketball. Final answer. Shout out, yeah, she's on the pennant. Good. She's the only person I know that's on the pennant. 
<laughs> you are correct. She's a thousand point scorer for women's basketball. She also played softball. So you went, holy cow, I got to count this up here today. You went three for six. That's fine. No, that's, yeah, no that's you true. went better. You went four for six. I did? You went four for six. So oh, that's by itself is an average of 667. There. So darn. your average will go up. You are now 17 for 28. That's fantastic. Pretty decent. And let's hit the athletes who you guessed incorrectly from the class of 1959 jack silver what did i say should have gone yeah, with your gut. gut yeah you should well, wait what, did I, what was my final answer you said men's soccer and my gut was baseball gut was baseball and then the third sport for sally brophy you guessed women's basketball and softball correctly which leaves which season obviously fall so it would have to be soccer final answer it wouldn't have to be, but it was. It was, yeah, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. It been women's cross country, but it was women's soccer. So great job. Did very, very well today. And we are going to move on. You guys know what this episode is going to be all about. It's been about a month and a half since we started all of this in episode three. But today we finally get to crown a champion of the best of Curry Bracket. Let's take a look at how our picks made it to the finals. First up is one of my picks in the 2019 cheerleading team. So the 2019 cheerleaders who won the program's first ever National Cheerleading Association Intermediate All-Girl Division III National Championship, they were the second pick in group four. I'm gonna have to go with the 1985 to 1988 men's ice hockey run of dominance here. Are you serious? Four straight 20 plus win seasons. Yeah, yeah, no, I guess that makes sense. I was just, I was over here trying to figure out what my second pick was because I was about 99% sure you were going with the 2019 national championship team. Four playoff games and an 86 DCAC North Championship. You can't beat that. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Unless it's a national championship. All right, okay, so you got me there. You got cheerleaders are on my team. <laughs> that was a great episode, though. It was. <laughs> I'd like to thank you, Clay, for leaving the door open for me to put the cheerleaders on my team. They won group four by 205 votes, and they actually wound up with the most overall votes out of all 24 competitors in round one. In the second round, they beat the 1991 women's soccer team by 324 votes. They received 894 votes in the second round, which was over 61% of the votes in that matchup. And again, they had the most overall votes out of all the competitors in round two. They actually never trailed in either of the first two rounds. In round two, if you only were to look at who, quote unquote, won each social platform each day, so like this team got more votes on Facebook on Tuesday, or this team got more votes on Twitter on Friday. They won every single platform on every single day through all of round two and did it all but three times in round one. And when you consider that round one had 11 days of voting across three platforms, yeah. 30 to three is a pretty That's darn a good ratio. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> so before we get into our second finalists, I want to ask everybody to continue to do their part to hashtag keep Curry safe. This pandemic is about more than just us or just our close friends. So we need to take precautions to protect every single person we come into contact with. Please, please continue to wear your masks, keep making smart decisions, and together we can keep the entire Curry community safe.
So the second competitor in the finals here is the 2019 volleyball team who also happened to be my pick. They had the most wins in a season in program history with 13. They also had the program's longest win streak and set several other program records, thanks largely in part to Amanda Wood, Lexi Pereira, and Lex Bell. In group one, they were actually the third of the 24 competitors announced, and they were the second pick in that group. They're all very good moments in groups. I'm going to have to go with the first one here with the 2003 to 2009 football dynasty with those five consecutive NEFC championships mm -hmm. right there. That makes Solid sense. Pick. Solid pick. I'll come in with the second pick here. Between cross-country and volleyball, I got to go with the team that I worked very closely with last year. So I'm taking the 2019 volleyball squad. Good pick. It's a very, very good pick. You just light me on fire today, aren't you? Well, Clay, I got to back you up here because, I mean, you know how we talked about just throwing preliminary seedings on them to put them into groups and whatnot? The preliminary seeding on the football dynasty was one. They wow. were kind of predicted to be a really strong pick there. So if I had the first pick, I probably would have taken them too. But thankfully, I didn't have the first pick. And I wound up taking the volleyball team here. They won group one by 183 votes. They received 289 votes in that first round, which was 65% of all of the votes that came in in group one. And they actually wound up with the second most overall votes in round one behind only the cheerleaders. In the second round, they beat Jack Vallely's coaching career by exactly 200 votes. They received 771, which was 57.5% in that matchup. And they had the second most votes total through round two. But in round two alone, they actually only had the fifth most votes amongst eight competitors. So it was fortunate there that they were matched up with the team that wound up with the seventh most votes in that round. We are going to take a break before continuing with our last two finalists here and once again jump into Welcome Home Colonels. Welcome home. I can't believe we are already nine weeks into this semester, but even though the members of the class of 2024 have been here for over two months already, we still want to make sure they feel welcome, and we still want to make sure they know how valued they are as members of the Curry College community. So I am very lucky today to welcome one of our newest members of the baseball team from Cumberland, Rhode Island. It's Ryan Kirkpatrick. What's up, Ryan? Welcome home. Welcome, Ryan. Welcome, man. And while we're talking about baseball, Chris, why don't you tell us about our third finalist? So the third finalist is the 2015 baseball team. They walked off with a CCC championship against Roger Williams and shut out Wesleyan for the program's first ever NCAA tournament win. They were the last of the 24 competitors announced, and they were the first pick in Group A. Let's grab our last picks here, Chris. Who do you want? Uh, I am going with the 2015 CCC champions from baseball. Great pick. Was a great pick. It was a great pick. Evidently, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Clay. Yeah, yeah no problem. <laughs> Yet again, just feeding you guys these picks. No problem. <laughs> They're actually our only finalist who was picked first in their group. Really? That's interesting. The 2015 CCC champs, they won by 80 votes and received 185 votes in round one, but their competitors finished 12th and 23rd, so they advanced pretty safely. The baseball team beat last year's women's ice hockey team in the second round by 92 votes. 
They received 844 votes, 52.9% in that matchup. Yeah, that one was interesting. If that matchup happened in round one, women's ice hockey actually would have taken it by 20 votes. But baseball showed up big on our socials in round two and really earned their spot in the finals, thanks largely in part to Twitter, since they earned 129 votes more than their opponent on Twitter alone and actually received less overall votes on both Facebook and Instagram. But Twitter made up for it. So before we get into our last finalist, we're going to quickly step away once more to shout out Handshake. Looking for a job or internship? Try Handshake. Log into your MyCurry portal and get searching. Don't forget to fill out your profile so that employers can contact you too. Need help? Message the Center for Career Development. All right, Clay, why don't you hit us with our last finalist, your only remaining pick. All right, for my lone survivor pick here, I am super excited to see if this team are in moment one here, the 2008 men's soccer team. I've had a lot of people come up to me and, and wish me luck on this team because there's a lot of support for this moment in 2008 when they beat Gordon at home twice, and one of those wins was in the tournament playoffs for the conference. They also had the league's top scorer in terms of goals and points and had a pretty solid goalie who was top five in the conference in just about every statistical category. So this, my friends, is where I earn my stripes. The 2008 men's soccer team was the last pick in the third group. I just wanted to make sure that I was all clear to take the coaching career of Mr. Weckward. 560 wins, you, you can't make that up. That's, Absolutely. That's an amazing resume. Crazy. Welcome to the team, coach. <laughs> Shout out, coach. So that's Chris. Chris gets pick number two, I believe, if yeah. I'm doing this correctly. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with the 1987 men's tennis team, uh, Frank Sierra Mataro. Hall of Famer, 1996. Yeah. Great mm-hmm. pick. So that leaves me with the 2008 men's soccer team, 16, 5, and 3. That's a great season, guys. I'll take it. Love it. I am very impressed with the amount of support in voting that this team has had that led them all the way to the finals. Think about who they beat in that first round. Mm-hmm. An amazing resume from Coach Weckworth, who is still here at Curry, and Tennis Hall of Famer, Frank Sierra Mataro. Yeah, I was really confident in my pick there, but it didn't quite pan out for me in group number three. So shout out to the uh, – I hope they make it all the way. I still have no idea who won, so I, I think that would be a huge upset for this best of Curry bracket. The 2008 men's soccer team did pretty well in the second round of the best of Curry bracket, beating Emily Irwin's basketball career by just nine votes. Emily Irwin's women's basketball career here was very impressive. So the fact that it beat her career was very, very close and very impressive. And Emily's career was actually drafted by you. Yeah. And traded away. It so was, this a was trade. almost a clay versus clay matchup. That's kind of nice. I mean, at the end of the day, it worked out for me overall. And ultimately, here we are with my 2008 men's team in the finale. Yeah, they were tied going into the last day of voting in round two, but men's soccer had a really strong day to push them into the finals. Absolutely. So now that we know how all four of our competitors made it to the finals, what do you say we keep y'all in suspense a little bit longer? Oh, it's no. time to check no. out what's happening now. around pro sports. Here is your weekly update on professional sports. To kick off what's happening around pro sports, the MLB is almost over. Game one of the MLB World Series begins tonight. Will the LA Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw beat the Tampa Bay Rays, or will the Tampa Bay Rays come in with almost an upset, really, against, in my opinion, the favorite LA Dodgers? Yeah, I wouldn't say it would be too, too much of an upset, because the Rays were number one in the American League entering the playoffs, so they were theoretically expected to win the pennant, which they did, 
But ask anyone in terms of odds, the Dodgers are certainly going to be favored and are already. Do you think this game will signify who's going to win it all? Because I think if Clayton Kershaw has a bad game one, which a lot of people are expecting him to have based off his prior experience in playoffs, do you think this game is as monumental as a game four or game five would be? I don't. There's a reason you have to win four games. And both of these teams are coming off very dramatic seven-game series. And, I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays are quickly becoming my new favorite team. They're <laughs> great. They're if, awesome if, to watch. If they manage to win this series, they will have eliminated probably my three least favorite teams in the MLB. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so I, I'm cheering Rays all the way. And I know that for the, the NBA and the NHL, I really copped out saying my heart was with one team, my head was with another team. I'm going to leave that behind me, and I'm picking the Rays full force to win the World Series. The one thing I want to say about the MLB, aside from the World Series happening tonight, did anyone see the Alex Cora tweet last night? I did. I did That's too. Yari something. That's interesting. Let's go. I don't know what it means because I haven't heard any news, but I mean, I saw right. the tweet. Well, there can't be any news until after the World Series. Oh, is that what it is? Because okay. he's still suspended oh, until correct. the World Series yep. is over. So something's brewing after someone's crowned. I'm super excited to see what happens. We'll see. You could call it a successful week in the NFL with no cancellations due to COVID. On the other hand, the Patriots had a disappointing 18-12 loss to the Broncos, or should I say Brandon McManus? <laughs> yep, pretty much. Uh, Brandon McManus had six field goals, and we held them, obviously, without a touchdown. So this was the first week that Cam Newton really struggled. He struggled. The team struggled. Their lack of practice really showed. But one thing that really impressed me was Cam's accountability. He mentioned it before that he felt like he was a Patriot even before he was a Patriot, referencing his work ethic. And this is another piece of that this week, that he doesn't want to point fingers at anyone else. He wants to take accountability, move forward, improve himself. I really believe that improving himself and keeping his head up is going to show the rest of the team what they have to do as well. Elsewhere around the NFL, Pittsburgh moved to 5-0, and and also Tennessee moved to 5-0. and but one of those teams will fall from the ranks of unbeaten as they face off against each other in Tennessee next week. And in the NFC, we have one unbeaten left with the Seattle Seahawks at 5-0 and who are on their bye this week. Okay, so thus far in the podcast, while we talk about professional sports, we've only talked about the MLB, the NFL, the NBA, and the NHL. You know, all American professional sports leagues. But something that has caught my eye, especially over the past couple of weeks, is a league that has really taken me back to my childhood. And I'll get into that a bit if I may get real nostalgic and dorky for a moment. So <laughs> as a kid, I mean, I've always been very into sports and very active. So I would make up games to play and more importantly, keep stats for in my backyard or in the driveway. And more often than not, they would involve brackets similar to our best of curry bracket. Anyway, one problem I faced is that I needed to throw competitors into those slots in my made-up brackets, and one strategy I really liked to use there was to just throw different countries in. So, that is why the newest league I want to chat about here is the UEFA Nations League. Oh, I love them. Love that. We are currently in the midst of the group stage of the second ever Nations League. It is a biennial competition, so once every other year. In 2019, it was actually right on my 23rd birthday, oh. Portugal downed the Netherlands 1-0 to take the first ever Nations League final. That was a team captained by none other than Cristiano Ronaldo. Well wishes oh, go out to I him. I know him. I think so. <laughs> I know him. Yeah, good guy. 
this year the format is a little different, but Portugal has been doing very well once again. They're tied with France for the lead in Group 3 in League A with two match days remaining, so a lot will be at stake when those two nations meet on November 14th. There are 55 total European nations competing, most of whom are broken down into groups of four, which are split up into leagues of four groups. That's the case at least in leagues A, B, and C. Nations earn their spots based on their ranking, so the best 16 teams play in League A, the next 16 teams are in League B, etc. But yeah, since there are so many teams and so many matches, it's like a statistician's dream. There are some groups that are really close, like Group 4 in League C, where the first place and fourth place teams are separated by just three points right now. Some groups have already turned into two-horse races, like Group 3 in League A is one of those, like we mentioned with Portugal and France. Group 1 in League B is another, where Austria and Norway are leaving Romania and Northern Ireland in the dust, quite frankly. For those unfamiliar with it, like myself, teams earn three points for a win and one for a draw. And one thing that I find really cool is that through four match days, no nation has four wins. That's not to say that there are no undefeated teams. There are actually 13 nations who still haven't lost a match, but no team has four wins, no draws, and no losses. So all 13 of those undefeated nations have at least one draw. But that's really a testament to the quality of competition, that no team can just go out there and dominate everyone they step on the pitch yeah. against. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, teams are playing four promotions and to avoid relegations. And a couple teams can actually qualify for the 2022 World Cup through the Nations League. But yeah, we've got a lot of matches left to play. So I'm going to be the first to say that I am far from an expert on the Nations League and honestly soccer in general. But I know I'll be keeping an eye on it. And as more match days come around in November, we'll be sure to keep you all updated. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Thanks, Paul. Before we finally crown a champion, we are going to jump into a sort of one-time only segment here and give out the Best of Curry Bracket Awards. All right, so the first award we have here is the most votes on a single platform in a single day. And with 123 votes, that goes to the 2008 men's soccer team. In round three on day four, they got 123 votes on Instagram alone. That was this final round here. Yeah. So that may help them. That might mean something. At all, we're going to see. Who knows? (laughs) The second award we have here, the most votes across all platforms in a single day, is actually powered by that previous award. It's 129, which also goes to the 2008 men's soccer team. That was, again, the fourth day in the final round here, and it was because of how many votes they received on Instagram. Do you see a trend here, boys? Do you Uh, see a trend? Maybe. We'll we'll see if I have to worry. (laughs) The most votes across all platforms in a single round goes to the 2019 cheerleaders. In round two, they received 894 votes in that round alone. That's an insane number. That's, That's amazing. The largest percentage of a group's votes in a single round going to one team goes to the 2019 volleyball team, actually. They received 65.4% of the votes in group one 
in round one. And that really surprised me because in round two, they only were going up against one other competitor. In round oh, right. one, they had two other competitors exactly. to worry about, but they still received over 65% of that group's votes. If you're a team that's going against a 65.4% lead, that's very tough to come back from. Definitely. So the most overall votes we have here, this is not necessarily the winner. The winner will be determined by who received the most votes in round three, but the most total votes through all three rounds with 1,803, no surprise here, it's the 2019 cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah. They had the most votes in round one, the most votes in round two. We will find out in a little bit whether or not they had the most votes in round three, but they do have the most total votes through all 31 days combined. Next, I want to jump into the individual platforms. The most overall votes received on Twitter was 547 and that goes to the 2015 baseball team. Let's go baseball. And I will say a little sneak peek preview here. I'm not giving anything away really, but every day in the final round, baseball had the most votes on Twitter. So we'll see if that helped them in the championship. The most total votes on Instagram went to the 2019 cheerleaders. They had 1,282. The most votes on Facebook with 220, it's the 2019 volleyball team. Again, it's pretty cool that the most votes on each platform went to three different competitors. Absolutely. Yeah. That's very cool. So all of these previous awards have dealt with the individual moments, competitors, teams, whatnot. But now we have a couple that go to the hosts that drafted those moments. Oh, let's go. This is our awards? <laughs> so the host with the most votes... <laughs> with 5,421, it goes to... Thank you very much. Some guy named Paul? Like, why? <laughs> That's not a shock. That's not a shock. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I got pretty lucky. I had four of my picks move on to round two, and then I had two of those picks go into the finals. So just by sheer volume, this one really wasn't too much of a surprise. So I broke it down a little further to see which host had the highest average number of votes. So this was oh, like wow. per competitor, yeah. per round. Okay. So how much we average, like if you were to take a random one of our competitors, right. what, what's their average in a single round? Okay, I see, yep. So with 387.2, that one actually also goes to me. Like, wow, I got a lot of team Paul. So I think, I think these awards were strictly made for you to win. <laughs> yes. Do you have any yes. honorable mentions here? <laughs> honorable mentions? Sure. I will give your averages, your average clay between your eight picks, two of whom moved on to the second round and one went into the finals. Your yep. average was 223.5. Oh my goodness, you destroyed me. And then wow. Chris's, again, his he had eight total picks in the first round, two in the second round, one in the finals, his average was 227.4. So I come in third? You did come in third. By like three? Yes. Are you kidding Let's me? Let's go. By, by less than four total votes. Oh my. On average. Oh my All right, gosh. so. Now that I've put a lot of graphics work onto my plate to put something together for all of those, let's get back to what we all came here for. We are going to get right into it now and eliminate the fourth place team. Oh, right now? Right now, with 249 votes in the final round, good for 16.8% of the third round votes, the fourth place finisher is the 2000... 
15 Whew. baseball team. Sorry, Chris. Chris's Sorry, last Chris. I'm out. pick. Oh, Chris thanks, out. baseball. We had a great run. That was a great run regardless. What Absolutely. To oh. come in fourth out of 24 competitors. Yeah, regardless. What an amazing uh, what a run. So now we've got three competitors left, but let's make that two. Let's do it. Wow, we're getting right into this. With 280 votes in the final round, good for 18.9% of the third round votes, the third place finisher and making it onto the podium, I guess, is the 2019 volleyball team. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's which is wild. one of my picks. Yeah, so I just is. got one left. So that leaves the 2019 NCAA cheerleading squad in the 2008 men's soccer. So it's be literally between you and me right now. It is. And before we get into the final two, I just want to say that this whole bracket went so much better than I ever could have imagined. Yeah. We had so much engagement from the Curry community and beyond, and we were really happy to shine a light during these tough times and give the sense of competition. Even though our teams have not yet made it back onto the field for games and matches, people really pitched in and fought for their favorites. I would like to thank everyone for voting through all three rounds, which totaled to 31 days across three platforms. We did it. We yeah. broke 10,000 votes wow. and finished 10, with 10,129 total votes. So let's dive into how the final round broke down Ooh. between our two remaining competitors. A lot of people have been looking forward to this. So the I'm super 2019 excited. cheerleaders and the 2008 men's soccer team. If you look just at the 10 individual days in the third round, cheer, quote unquote, one nine out of the 10 days. Mm. But the one day they didn't win was because soccer had an absurdly high number of votes. We chatted about that in the awards through day one, day two, and day three. Cheer had a slight lead. They were actually up by just 12 votes through three days of voting. But in day four, in the final round, soccer received 129 votes, which nearly doubled their total from the previous three days combined. That day alone shot them into an 85-vote lead and pretty much made it look like this thing was over, even though there was still almost a full week left. But after soccer received 259 votes over the first four days, they only got 135 over the next four days, which left the door wide open yeah, for the cheerleaders. Yeah. At the end of that, so through eight days, soccer was still in the lead. Right. But their 85-vote lead had been cut to just 17. Wow. Then, that's crazy. on day nine, which was Sunday, Cheer beat Soccer by 16 votes. This is seriously close. Meaning wow. Soccer had just a one-vote lead going into the final day of voting. So it's, it's anyone's game. I mean, this really shows the importance of showing up each and every day and doing your best. On each platform. I mean, Cheer received between 32 and 77 votes a day every single day for all 10 days in round three. Yeah. But there were three different days in the finals where Soccer didn't even break 30. And if we didn't take day four into account, where they got 129 votes out of nowhere, their max in a single day in this round would have been under 60. Wow. But we are taking day four into account. I mean, it would be quite unfair if we didn't. <laughs> so was it enough to push the 08 men's soccer team 
over the 2019 cheerleaders for the best of Curry championship with 498 votes in the third round and 33.5% of all the final round votes. This team won it by 40 votes. The winner of the best of Curry bracket is the 2019 cheerleaders. That's awesome. That's great. It is the national champions. The men's soccer team wound up in second place. They had 458 votes in that final round, which was good for just over 30% of the final round votes regardless that's still an amazing showing in the final round and not just the final round, but the entire bracket that's that's pretty impressive so shout out to the 2019 nca and shout out to you paul for picking that team that's a very impressive showing for you thank you yeah they went on one heck of a run and again to come out of a field of 24 competitors and wind up in first or second place both of those teams were very deserving and for the drama to unfold to be separated by just one vote going into the very yeah, last day of voting. literally anyone's game. It was incredible to watch. I had a lot of fun with it. I got to tell you, I'm a little bit relieved that I don't have to do those polls <laughs> every morning. <laughs> every day. People loved uh, it, though. But I really did enjoy doing it. And to see all of the votes coming in, all of the comments, all of the interaction, it was absolutely fantastic. But even though the bracket's over, you can still interact with us. As we wrapped up the Best of Curry bracket on this episode, we still have plenty of amazing and great content for you guys in the next coming weeks. Be sure to keep yourself updated with the podcast and all of Curry College Athletics by following us on our social media platforms. You can type in Curry College Athletics to find our official Facebook and YouTube page, along with typing in the handle Curry Kernels to find our Twitter and Instagram page. There you can find all of your updates on not only the podcast, but everything Curry Kernels. We are still releasing episodes every Friday, every week. So be sure to check us out and leave us a review and rating and let us know what you want to hear on the pod and things that we haven't talked about yet. So let us know what you want to hear by checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us here on episode nine. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again for everybody who voted. Again, over 10,000 votes through the 31 days of voting. Congratulations to our best of Curry Bracket champion, the 2019 national champion cheerleading team. We will see you guys later. See you later. See See you next Friday.